one of my friends just texted me, you want soap for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bestie, I would love some fucking soap for Christmas. Hell yeah, dude. Soap is good for Christmas. Soap is a really good Christmas gift because they custom make it for us, so. Ooh. But it is mostly an incredibly funny text to just receive out of nowhere. Hello everyone, welcome back to Vitus Vampire Diaries Fancast, only 10 years too late. This week we are talking Season 6, Episode 2, Yellow Leadbetter. I am joined here by my bestie Brian. Say hi, Brian. Howdy ho. And I'm B. I sometimes yeah. forget to say my name. I always introduce you guys, but I sometimes forget to say my own name. Yeah. And that's just a fun, you know, that's just <laughs> a, a fun, fun fact gimmick. about me. That's just a fun that's a fun gimmick is I'm the nameless one. I'm the old god, the nameless one uh, of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Love it. This week on The Vampire Diaries, it's a good fucking episode. Another I love good this episode. I, two good ones in a row. Wow, a change. Are we in the promised land of season 6 being good? I I, I legitimately Answers, like yes. I'm looking I'm looking through like every episode right now, like just the on the wiki, just like titles and like remembering kind of what happened. They're bangers. They are a, a lot of bangers. A lot of bangers and, in this season. And like especially like mid-season. Oh. And then the season ends on such a bang. Like it's perfect. Like I ugh. really love this season. But we haven't even gotten to the main reason why I love this season yet. It's because we haven't no. even met my bestie, my best boy. <laughs> my terrible little man. <laughs> my, my little sociopath. Little trash boy. My no, little I'm on the wrong sociopath. episode. I went to Welcome to Paradise. No. <laughs> no, no, that's where we I meet wanna... my little trash man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, not my little trash man. Not my little trash man. My God. <laughs> I hate it here. Oh, I love causing problems. Okay. The <laughs> Netflix slash the first line of the wiki description. Yeah. In honor of Mr. Netflix, who's dying. Knowing that she needs to come to terms with the loss of Damon, Elena turns to Alaric to help her move on with her life. And that's it. That's and all that's that happens. All that happens. That's a I mean, that's like the minor... big... Well, there's... It's there's a third actually, like, of this episode, I would say. Yeah, there's like three big plots, and they actually get all get equal amount of screen time, which is wild. Can we talk Honestly, about the pacing this episode? It's good it for good. once. I was like, I'm actually enjoying. Like, I didn't have to like normally. Like, if I'm like getting like lost in like a Vampire Diaries episode, I love this show. I would pause it sometimes and like take a break and like scroll through TikTok. But like, oh, so yeah. far, haven't paused yet. And I even like texted my friend. I was like. And I was like, I'm crying right now. And she goes, why? I'm like, because I just love the Vampire Diaries so much. The thing is that and when this shit hits, out. this shit hits, yeah. man. And I found out that vervain tea is a thing. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And it helps with anxiety and depression. So I'm about to suck that shit down. Are you going to order? You about to oh, I'm ordering me. in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally was just, I just, because I was like, is vervain tea a thing? Because I made a joke like to my friend, like, we'll have, 
like when she watches Vampire Diaries for the first time with me, I'm like, we're going to have snacks, like foods like, dedicated to the show. And I was like, huh. Yeah. I was like, we can make for vain tea. And then it was an actual thing. So I am going to be looking for for vain tea. <laughs> While we're doing our podcast, you're just going to like take a look. Yeah, I, I can multi. I'm getting better at multitasking. Why was I looking up laptops? Never mind. No, I'm not. <laughs> so my ADD just kicked in. I just I'm on the Target app right now, and I just typed in Target. <laughs> in <the search> <laughs> <part>. <laughs> I'm looking for Target at Target. Thank you. Vervain. Vervain tea. Blue Vervain. Ooh. They have. It's at Walmart in my area. It modern runes. What? Oh, they have Valerian tea. Valerian sounds like a Game of Thrones thing. That's one hundred percent somebody's name in House of the Dragon. I think. Val Valerian. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is Valerian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. <laughs> Me being like, it sounds like something from Game of Thrones. It and it actually is. And it is. Surprise. All right. Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yay. Yay. We finally get our first look at what happened to Damon and Bonnie after the season five finale. So finally. They are in Mystic Falls. They just like open their eyes and nothing happened and they're like, okay, I guess we're good then. You're not good, yeah. besties. But we'll get to that part later. So <laughs> I- <laughs> I will never forget, like, the first time watching this, because, like, obviously, we didn't know back then. It was just so shocking, because you're like, wait, nothing happened to them? They just were engulfed in a white light? somewhere else? Yeah, and they're just there now? Oh, my God, do you remember the Comic-Con video they did for that year? Instead of a sizzle reel? They did, like, a whole-ass skit where they pretended that Kat and Ian were written off the show. And Kat and Ian thought they were getting a (laughs) spinoff. It was a it was a joke, obviously. What? Yes, hold on, I'll find you it. You are unearthing it. so much Comic Con deep knowledge recently. I this am. is so Season fun. Comic Con lit. I Sam guess twenty fourteen Comic Con was just fucking insane. Because I remember mm. like making gift sets about it. Ah, there it is. It ends very. No, that's an ad. I don't want an ad. I forgot. I, I'm on Google Chrome right now, so I don't have my ad blocker installed. <laughs> Oh, literally terrible. Rip. It, it's horrible. Yeah, okay, okay, kayak, great. Can we just get to the stuff that I need? Okay, hold on. I got it. 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 Okay. I found it. Um, But, like, literally, it's an entire, like, six-minute skit that they wrote. Purely for the show, and like everyone pretending that they like Cat and Ian were written off the show, and Cat and Ian thinking so that they were funny. actually written off the show. They even called Joe Joseph Morgan, being like, "Hey, have you heard we got another show?" <laughs> That's so funny. It ends very like stupidly because they're like, "There's only one person that can bring us back, the fans," and it's like, "Guys, come on!" Like, <laughs> okay, hold up. I, this is six minutes long. I need to hold up. Everybody shut the fuck yeah. up. I need to watch something real quick. Hey guys, it's B from the future again here to say that I am going to play just a little bit of the beginning of this video. But again, this is a six minute long skit that was aired in Comic-Con 2014. Uh, I will leave the link to the YouTube video of it down below. It is on the Clever News YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing though. Do just know that it is actually genuinely very funny and that 
any of these actors could fucking kill it in a comedy if they wanted to. Do you think it'll hurt? I don't know. What, what just happened? I have no idea. Okay, well, did... Did we just get written off? Uh, uh-uh. I've been killed off a TV show before, and this is not how they do it. It's Vampire Diaries. They would just bring us back. Yeah, but Ian, they didn't just write us off. They completely blinked us out of existence. I mean, this feels kind of... <clears throat> final. It, well, right? It was amazing. Like, I remember, like, thinking, like, they were actually going to show a clip of, like, where Damon and Bonnie were and, like, tease everything. And then all of a sudden, it's this, this, it's this awesome, like, SNL skit. Literally, very office styled. I do enjoy it. I know. Even Caroline <laughs> Dreas got involved. <laughs> the choice male hottie, my ass, was so funny, actually. My favorite was was Nina putting was Elena. It was Nina putting up her Cosmo her Cosmo magazine, and then Paul asking, "Do I get more money?" That's so good. God, I love this cast. That was really funny, actually. Thank you for digging up more. Um... I know. I was gonna save it for like when we got to season six. I was like, I don't want to spoil all of my stuff yet. But I think that's like my last like big surprise oh no 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 season season eight comic-con we should talk we about should the show continue to talk about the vampire days we should yeah we yeah. should just kind of get back to that real quick and kind of burn through this motherfucker um you're welcome i thought i would just share for um that for was you. very good you're so welcome b i am here because i remember when you, you know, asked I, me... I feel like you did that for me thank you so much i did that for you when you asked me, when there were a hunt, where there were ninety nine people in the room, and you were the only one who believed in me to be the Vampire Diaries expert, I had that in my brain, <laughs> and honestly, didn't remember it until we started talking about it. <laughs> I'm just pulling out the 2014 Comic Con. Like, here you go, here you go, here you go. I know you really like served all of this Comic Con up to us on a silver platter. Now I'm like, I did no. The- Here's the question, though. Now do we have to go through before every season and do, like, a prep episode where we just go through how much of a hot mess Comic-Con always is? I don't remember, because Comic-Con, like, for Vampire Diaries' sakes, was always good. Like, they always delivered, like, something. Season 7, I think they kind of fell off of it a little bit. But then season 8, they announced that it was the final season, that, and Ian said he was leaving, and... Okay, so yellow lead butter... Yellow Lead Better. The first episode I watched at my mom's new condo, and I watched it in a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from my place because we didn't have internet yet. So true. I love a Dunkin' Donuts episode. Okay. Okay. Let's hard, 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 hard cut here. Yeah. No more Comic-Con talk. (laughs) No more Comic-Con talk ever. Aw. Bonnie and Damon are in Mystic Falls, but they can't see anybody, and there's nobody else around. So they look around, they walk around a bit, they see that the Mystic Grill is still standing. As well as 
a lot of classic cars in the streets or what they would consider a classic car. You know, 20 year old cars that don't look a day yeah, over yeah, we- one. Two. <laughs> and um, they also see that the Gilbert house is not burned down. Damon picks up <gasps> a, a paper off the road and uh, guess what? It's May 10th, 1994. Okay, when Before this was, I was dropped, even born. I was like, uh, I was not even, I was about a month and a half old, <laughs> technically. Oh my God. When this? Because I was 20, when every time they said 20 years ago, and I was like, Ugh, uh. <laughs> let's see. But I like, was I... not even born yet. I wasn't born until 1998. Oh my, you weren't even thought about yet. <laughs> I was not even a fucking sparkle in my father's eye. <laughs> I was nothing. No, but I remember like when like we were like when I watched this episode, I don't remember if they I think they revealed it in the promo. They were like, it's May 10th, 1994. And I was like, huh? And then watching the episode, I'm like, are we doing time travel now? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, for sure. I legitimately thought like Julie Plek was going full blown bonkers. And was like, we're time traveling now. And I was like, oh no, I can't keep defending the show if it does this. <laughs> Little did you know you would be defending that same show 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would be continuing to defend this fucking sloppy ass show. Yeah, I am. But I love her. She's a problematic mess. She's a problematic queen. <laughs> Okay, so they're in 1994. There's that. They use their music budget this episode for fucking sure. Yeah. Which, anyway, honestly, awesome. Yeah, this gets into the good music era of TVD. Because <laughs> it's songs yeah. I actually recognize for once, not by Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> they have songs that sound like Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> Jeremy is hooking up with Sarah who is the girl that got bit in the last episode. She's Oh, and Caroline compelled her. We didn't talk about that in the last episode. Yeah, Caroline compelled her. Whatever. Who cares? It wasn't an important plot point anyway. She got compelled. It worked, etc, etc. Matt and Jeremy have another little bro fight, as they always do. Uh, I feel like Matt and Jeremy are both very unlikable characters currently. Yeah, this is the season where I was kind of like, why do we have Matt and Jeremy still? So it's kind of like, yeah, why is Matt here doing this thing? Like, I love Zach. Like, Zach, great guy. Probably an awesome human being. I hear he's a great dad. But, like, Matt. Did he have a DUI last year? Did he? I believe he did. I believe he had multiple DUIs. Uh, Sorry, bestie. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> well, at least he wasn't at the Capitol. <laughs> Fucking hell. That, comes that up, we I'm know of. That we know of. I'm literally blowing myself off this planet and just, and just hiding on the moon. Okay. In... Savannah, Georgia, at Stefan's house. Ivy has stuck around to make breakfast, 
and Stefan is kind of a dick about it. Yeah, but like he's because oh, Stefan's the cook in all the relationships. He's dating. Yeah, girls but like that if she's cook. making breakfast, it's bacon and eggs and some toast, dude. It ain't that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she's also but she's kind of like trying to Gordon Ramsay it and cook everything all at once. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> bad at heat. it. Let's not pretend yeah. that she's good at it. She's bad at it. <laughs> I cook in one pot and that's it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Literally. I don't. I use, I use one burner though. That's. <laughs> I use two max. Yeah. Well, if I use two, two burners in my stove, it cuts up my power. <laughs> <laughs> For real? For real. It, does. it blows a fuse. So it's literally, I can use two burners and not have any issues. Uh, one burner, if I have the two front burners on at the same time, fuse goes out. If I have the bottom right and the top left on, it's fine. If I have the oven on, the top right one starts to like heat up as well for some reason. Yeah, well, that's and, like, the that's- heat escape for the oven, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that, and I had left the I left the box of taquitos on there at one point. Oh no! I did not know. Oh, Brian! And I, all of a sudden, we my roommate she's like Brian, something's smoking, and I'm like, what do you mean? There's nothing on the stove. And I'm and I oh, we see Brian. it. I'm like, ah! <laughs> it was Brian. fun. Brian, Ivy and Stefan have a weird not argument. Um, yeah. That ends in Stefan inviting her over for dinner that night and that he will do the cooking because he is very good at cooking, actually. Yes. Uh, in Elena's dorm, uh, she's packing up all of her, like, Damon pictures and things, basically. She gets yeah. really emotional over, like, a black t-shirt, which makes me re- laugh really hard. Because, like, you know he just got, like, a fucking six-pack of those at Walmart. You know. <laughs> yeah. You and know. And also the scene they played when she's, like, remembering the memory is when she was compelled by Silas to kill Damon. <laughs> it's so... It's just, and I'm like... And, like, obviously, like, the pictures she has of him are clearly just of Nina and Ian backstage. <laughs> Yeah. Like behind the scenes. It's like, come on. Come on. Anyway, Jeremy is um like, you're gonna erase Bonnie then too from your head? And she's like, No, Ooh. missing Bonnie makes me sad, Jer. Missing Damon makes me dangerous. Girl. What? You knew this man <laughs> I, for three years. I mean, like, I, I really her, don't want to be mean, but again, they have I only know. known each other for four years now at this point. Yeah, it's like, it's not like, it's like, I understand like when, cause how Elena grieves the last time she lost somebody, she almost, she burned her house down. Yeah. And I get that. Like, you know, um, they were in love, right? Yeah. Elena loved him. Okay. Very sad for her to lose somebody she loved. Girl, you knew him for four years. You knew Bonnie your whole damn life. Exactly. Girl, girl, girl. I feel like it's because she already had like her grieving for Bonnie, like at the beginning of season five. But then she got Bonnie back. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it is weird. I would. It would have been nice if she imagined like both of them 
had that breakdown because of both of them. But you know what? It ain't my problem. Not my it's circus, just... not my monkeys. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yes, not my circus, not my monkeys. Exactly. But it's just so, girl. It is. Girl. It's very... Alaric and Caroline have this moment where Caroline's like, you fucking... None of us knew Stefan was abandoning all of us? <laughs> Call him out! Yes! <laughs> also, this diner, I just realized, is going to be in the rest of the series. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so pissed because it doesn't have any personality. It's just a diner. Come on, guys. It's just a diner! We Come got on. rid of the grill set for this. Exactly. This is what we this is this is what we get now. Like I want the Come grill on. back. I want the grill. I want they don't even give this diner a fucking name. Give us something, besties. Uh so they're in this diner anyway. Um Carolyn's like, okay, so we don't have anybody who's working on finding like finding Damon and Bonnie. And Lark's like, nah, not exactly. Nobody's working on it. We got one guy. We got our best guy working on it. And then it hard cuts to Enzo yep. eating a woman out to get information, basically. Yes. And like, honestly, King. Honestly, okay. I, this it All made right. me love Enzo more. I was this like, I forgot like, yeah. about this. No, this is exactly. It's, so it's good. I, I like it. Not to be like, I just think it, it says so much about him that like this is his way of getting information, which makes me yeah. laugh. But also like it just does, you know, it just it just makes sense. It's a funny moment that is fun. It is. It's and a I great time. It. And everybody has a good time. Everybody involved has a great time. And so gets information. This other girl gets... This girl gets her pussy ate. Honestly, everybody yeah. wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't say things like that. I just can't. I mean, I did and I will continue to do so. But still, man, I just can't. <laughs> this witch tells Enzo about a coven in uh, Oregon called uh, the Gemini Coven. They're small and weird and don't <gasps> like outsiders. And this is all we know about them. Interesting. I hope this won't have any ma major ramifications throughout the rest of the series. Narrator voice. It will. <laughs> and um, universe. <laughs> here's the thing I love about the Gemini Coven. <laughs> Nobody likes them. <laughs> no. Nobody does. Everybody's Everyone like, they're them. tiny and weird. And they don't like outsiders. <laughs> and also they might have incested too hard and made siphoners because of that. We're not sure. Like, that's yeah. the whole vibe of the Gemini Coven. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It, it's like an Amish compound. Basically. It's so strange. It really um, is. It just does make me laugh. They were homeschooled. And then they... Question mark incested too hard, I guess? I hope not. That's sort of, that is what's implied. When we get to this point, that is what is implied when they make, when they talk about how siphoners are made, by the way. 
That yeah. is what is implied. They're like, nature punished them for fucking too close to the tree. You know? Like. Yep. That I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. That's like sort of a joke, but not really a joke. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I can't, like, that's not even, like, a joke joke. That is just, like, a fact. Yeah. Anyway, hard cut to Elaine and Alaric. <gasps> this episode, pretty much all they'll be doing is trying to, they'll be giving us the Delena clip show this whole episode, yeah. basically. And I, I'm liking this, though. I like it. Don't it's care fun. It. I like <laughs> I know. Wow, we have two different Here's the thing. arguments. If this was truly the last, the swan song of Delena, I'd be okay yeah. with it. It's yeah, not. That's fair. So I'm fucking sick of their shit. It's fair. You know? It's kind of, I like it purely because it's like, you. Kind, it makes you wonder like, well, when did Elena really fall in love with Damon? Like, what was the moment? Like, what was the moment where she went like, huh. Okay. <laughs> It's just, and I kind of like that. Listen, I'm just a sucker for, the, <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. So, um, basically, they're going to be going through, and the way that Alaric explains it is that they are going to be going through, and they have to find like that trigger memory that makes all of her other memories make yeah. sense and erase that one, basically. Yeah. The fucking line, like, "Who is Damon Salvatore?" and then Elena saying, "He was my boyfriend. I loved him, and he died," gets repeated like seven I- fucking times. I love that though. I, listen, like I'm a sucker for this uh, this kind of plot where she like for, has to forget about Damon because Elena is a is a character. I'm gonna defend Elena Gilbert till I die at this point. This fucking sucks. <laughs> Elena Gilbert is a person who loves too hard, and when she loses that person, it causes her to fall apart. Like she says, "I have grieving down to a science." <laughs> no, girl, you don't. <laughs> She does you not. Haven't she for sure you does not. Properly, like you can. You got over your parents, yes. You got over Jenna, yes. But when you lost Jeremy, you burned your house down. When you lost your 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 true love, you fucking became a drug addict to see hallucinations of him. Like I will give Elena that. Like she cannot, for the life of her, grieve. Like, I, I think she has an easy way of, like, moving forward, but she doesn't deal with it, you know? She just, here's the thing, too, is, like, she's just, I get it, girl. Shit's tough. Yeah. Girl, I get it. Grief is hard. She does not make, like, an effort. <laughs> she doesn't. At all. She does not know. But I do like how that she's, like, getting rid of her um, memories in a weird way, because it's kind of like we're gonna get because if and when Damon comes back, he's coming back. Like there's oh, yeah. no if, ands, or but about that. Because if and when Damon comes back, he's gonna discover Elena doesn't have her memories, and she's going to have to kind of deal with that again, and they're gonna kind of have to fall in love again, which I'm kind of here for. Because Delena has had this complicated, messy, like the Sirebond ruined it for me. But had they done season three Delena and moved into that direction, yes. On board, on the ship, like toot toot, blowing that horn. <laughs> I just but, don't ever 
don't know. Again, I've never liked it. I know. But Nina does such a good job acting this episode. But Nina, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing is Nina does kind of kill it. Like she makes you feel emotional because it's like we're not getting rid of Elena's character. Well, we kind of are getting rid of her character development in some way. Um, but like we're going to see an Elena without Damon, which is good. Where she only and she only loves Stefan, so it's going to be kind of nice to see a difference in a way kind of deal. I think it'll be nice. I think I hope I hope, <laughs> but. It just becomes this weird problem, but I think it's just a nice way to kind of hit the reset button on Delena and see if they could have worked it out if it was going to be endgame or not, you know? But, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's complicated. But I do like the little flashbacks because it's just fun. It's just the fucking Delena clip it's show. It's just fun. It's just fun. I love when TV shows do, like, clips. <laughs> I don't like clip shows. I know. <laughs> anyway, back in the prison dimension, Bayman are just funny. I love them. They see, um, the thing is, is that they see an eclipse blotting out the sun, uh, mm-hmm. which is something that they see in that newspaper that happens on May 10th, 1994. So, uh, get ready to see this eclipse effect for the next however long, baby. <sighs> We're going to see this eclipse for quite some time. I'm over eclipses now. I thought they were like so cool, so epic. Now I'm just, no, I'm good. Sun goes out. Great. Let's have fun. Alrighty. So they do do a little bit of exposition. So basically, um, before the other side collapsed, Graham said that she made a sacrifice so that Bonnie could find peace. Um, and Bonnie's like, clearly this isn't peace. Otherwise, I wouldn't be stuck here with you. Um, but she must, she theorizes that Graham's sent her somewhere. And that when yeah. Damon held her hand, it took Damon with her. Which, it makes sense. And yeah, so she continues that if magic got them into this place, then magic would get them out. Yeah. But Sounds about right. Bonnie tries to light a candle using magic, and she still can't do it. Mm, so. Weird. So I actually don't. Here's the thing. I actually don't know why Bonnie can't do magic now. Uh, was it because because I, I would have thought that when she died when she went to the other side and the other side collapsed I would have thought that she would have been reverted to a place a time and a state when she wasn't the anchor to the other side when she yeah, was just like a witch would happen with Tyler. Yeah. exactly so why can't Bonnie do magic <laughs> I think it's because I think it's just like a mental block they mentioned, I think. That would make sense if that's what it is in the end. I I genuinely just don't remember what the explanation they give later this season is. I genuinely just don't remember. I think in in my mind, like, yes, the like Bonnie has magic now, but she just can't use it because her emotions are kind of 
all over the place because she thought she was going to die and move on to find peace. And then all of a sudden she's stuck here with one of her, her least favorite people. And it's also uh, just, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't track with me because Tyler's back to being a human. Damon is still a vampire. Yeah. That also, that confuses me. But then I thought about this when we last recorded, um, when Damon and Elena died, they didn't die as humans. They died as vampires. Yeah. Still. So that's how the laws of magic still apply, that they're vampires still. Otherwise, Elena would be a full-blown human again. And Damon would be human again. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Because, like, at the same like, your your logic is right. Like, Elena, no, Bonnie would be a witch again. Just why can't you do it yet? And if it is just like a mental block, fine, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. Love that for her. Sorry, there's a lot of glare on my. Yeah, I just noticed that all of a sudden you started illuminating like like an angel. <laughs> I mean, like I know I'm white, but I'm not like glowing. <laughs> all of a sudden, bees glow in the daylight. She's engulfed. engulfed I'm not fucking Twilight time. Vampire Sparkle white. Okay, listen. <laughs> Hard cut back to the real world where Elena's sitting in the park yeah. and Caroline's driving somewhere and she's like, Caroline is one who is objecting, who's who's actually objecting to Elena removing her memories of Damon. And I actually, yeah. at first when I watched this, I was like, I don't know if I like Caroline being the one objecting to this. Yeah. But I thought about it a little bit more and I think it does make sense for Caroline Right now, she wants to get everything back to normal. And her normal right now is Damon and Elena. And so, like, it makes sense to me that she's like, it's not like I'm wanting Damon and Elena to be together, but I want them to have that chance to be normal again. Yeah, exactly. It's like you said, like, Caroline's fighting for what was before she's fight. she's not looking to the future yet she's looking backwards right now because she believes that like everything can go back to the way it was but i think it's kind of like this is the season where caroline kind of realizes sometimes you have to move forward instead of backwards and that things are sometimes out of your control like i don't know caroline's storyline this season is one of my favorite storylines this entire season yeah, I like her a lot like this she, season. They really, and I tweeted this last night. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But Candace and Kat were given so much character growth, like, for Caroline and Bonnie. Like, the two of them, like, they really went from, like, the sidekicks, like, the besties, to full-fledged character development from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. And I like that. It was just nice because they were setting them up for them to be the main leads in season seven, basically. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Enzo and Caroline are now on their way to Savannah, Georgia. To Stephanie's house. (laughs) Uh, And Ivy walks into the kitchen where Stefan is uh, preparing food. Uh, and she's that like, hey, shock. I ran into some of your friends. And Stefan's like, what? Who? What? Where? And then Enzo and Caroline step into the house. 
and they don't need an invitation. So that's Stefan's first mistake. Yeah. How do we think this works? Because he just he owns it. So and vampires probably can't own property. It's like probably tied to but, humans only. But yes, vampires can own property. Correct. Or if they do yeah. own property, it is it basically just negates any sort of like laws about or supernatural laws about property distribution, which I really didn't think property law is something we would be bringing up again in another season of this podcast. But alas, we cannot escape. Do we think Stefan, did he just like outright like buy this house? Or did he like, he's not renting it from somebody? (laughs) Like I don't buying think he is. requires a lot of paperwork, which is why I'm like, why would you buy a but house also if you're trying to compulsion? I mean, yeah, but then I don't know. It's weird to me. It's it's a gray, it's a gray underbelly. It's a weird. Enzo, Caroline, Stefan, and Ivy are going to be sitting down for the world's most awkward dinner today, which is honestly a very delightful <laughs> subplot. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I love when Vampire Diaries does this where they just all sit down and talk over dinner. Like, it's great. Like, we have one, like, every season, I think. And, like, Ivy is trying so hard to be nice and, like. Yeah. (laughs) She's trying so hard to, like, make a good impression on her kind of boyfriend's friends. You know what I mean? Like, she's trying really hard, and I appreciate that about her. She's like, so how do you guys know Stefan? Like, wait, wait, how? He doesn't, I don't know anything about him. Uh, and God bless Ivy. You know, when um, Stefan mentions that he works in, like, an auto repair shop, and Caroline's like, you work in an auto repair shop? And Ivy's like, what did he used to do? Eat bunnies. And then Enzo's like, man, fall season's jack of all trades. Anyway, you have a really wonderful clavicle. And he's just so weird. And I love him. I, I love him. Love- I, this is like, I, I went from like my hating Enzo days. Like, this is like the beginning of the start of where I started to like Enzo again. Or just started to like him in general. But now I just love this man to death. Like, he's just like, so funny. He really is. Oh, my knee just He's just so funny. I love (laughs) He really is. Um, And he's like, I'm always a neck. I always notice a neck. I'm a neck person. So are you, Stefan, right? And Stefan's like, oh, not anymore. And Enzo's like, you can't just stop being a neck person. I fucking insane. (laughs) It's just, and he just straight up is like, yeah, I had to get a, uh, Witch to do a locator spell to find my good friend Stefan. Like <laughs> he's fucking insane, and I he's love it. He's just insane. He is the worst person at any sort of like house party. He, he just says like whatever he wants to at this point, and it's great. It's giving like very season one. Damon. It's giving just, yeah, a little bit of season one Damon, but like more fun. Like he's more charismatic yeah. than um, Ian He respects is. women. <laughs> yeah. In the pocket dimension, 
Damon is making breakfast while Bonnie is uh, going. She went through her Graham's house for an old grimoire, uh, as well as her old little bear, Mr. Cuddles or Miss Cuddles. Sorry. I don't want to misgender Miss Cuddles. Miss Cuddles. She's the best Vampire Diaries character in the world. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Damon's annoying and angsty and, uh, Bonnie's like, you know, I'm the, this grimoire taught me a lot. Maybe I can like reteach myself magic. Logical solution. Good for her. And I think she's probably having the same line of thought that you and I just had with like, well, Damon's still a vampire. So Bonnie's probably still a witch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Damon gives her uh, pancakes and a little crossword puzzle. Uh, and then suddenly the sky darkens, just like before. They look up and Damon's uh, looking at the eclipse. And again, you guys should not be viewing an eclipse without proper eye protection. Yeah. Does. Sorry, question. Very question. 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 Um, question. <laughs> do would vampires have eye damage because they have regenerative cells? Uh, no, they because this is this has happened. They have regenerative eyes. Remember season one when Pearl poked out Damon's eyes. Oh my god, you're right. So theoretically, Damon can look right at the eclipse and be fine. Bonnie should not. <laughs> It's a magical prison world. It's a magical dimension. I'm not going to question that. One. I'm not risking but- my fucking eyes for this fucking <laughs> in this magical prison dimension. I it will be going be to get eye place. protection from the store and then I might look up. <laughs> but it doesn't seem it, it, it looks like it's a total eclipse, but it, it probably isn't a total eclipse unless they say it's a total eclipse of the total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> no, it is. It is a total eclipse because that is a point of order because it needs to be total eclipse to be powerful enough to create the prison world i thought ah shit i thought it was just any celestial event but the way no well yes i think any celestial event will do but this one was powerful enough to powerful enough to make a prison world that lasts for 20 years and or more yeah um makes sense to me that it would need to be a powerful one i mean they also kind of go into it in legacies where they need powerful celestial events for to power things yeah and i think with this like celestial event like it had to be powerful enough because this happened in oregon (laughs) like this happened in like in seattle or whatever the like it happened in like the, the pacific northwest in oregon yeah in oregon yeah and, like, it also happened in Mystic Falls. So it had to be a celestial event that kind of blanketed, I guess, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting to me, now that I'm thinking about it, is the prison world just the continental United States? Uh, no. Or is it the whole world? I think it's is the it whole world. Is it just, world. like, a snapshot of the world? In that moment, yeah. Because I think they did it, or like snap the world in the snapshot in that moment, but reliving that same day over and over and over and over and over again. 
because I think in Legacies, like when Lizzie and her beau Sebastian, he was talking about like, we'll go see the world and like not have to worry about um like lines and things and play- like, they can go anywhere, literally anywhere. Would have had a tough time crossing the sea on a vessel manned by just two people though, wouldn't they? I if Kai can fly a plane, I think Lizzie. Well, no, okay. Lizzie could not. Have you know what? Out. Actually, no, you've convinced me. Yeah, yeah. Like the only need is the plane, and I like. And I'm like, does this air? Like, does the prison world have respawn abilities? Like for like, like groceries and stuff. It has to have, right? So like, like things never go bad. Like things always stay the same as they are, and they it just always automatically just replenish. At midnight, right? Wouldn't it? Probably. Um, let's see. Sarah and Jeremy are like still kind of hooking up on the down low. Trip and Mike or Matt. Mike? God, Matt. Mike? Jesus Matt. Christ. <laughs> um, Matt or Trip reveals that he is. Um, we'll just finish up his storyline. Trip reveals that he's one of the founding family members, but he took his mom's maiden name when his dad split. His name is actually Trip Fell. Which is really And funny. he's related to Meredith. Dun dun dun. And Logan. Uh, oh, forgot about him. <laughs> Blast from the past, right? Blast from the past. Also, Tripfell is ironic. Is such a good name, and it's also such a good reason why somebody would change their name. Honestly, I don't. Like, yeah, blame my him, name could be Tripfell, or I could be Trip, Trip Cook, Cook, which is a fine name. Yeah. <laughs> But because like when they casted this guy playing like Trip, I legitimately thought this was Matt's dad. I was like, "Oh, this is dad." No, they don't get that till season eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh Wish. fuck that dude. Um, Alaric <laughs> okay. uh, and Elena have some more moments where they're um going through the Delano clip show. Who cares? Yeah. Like, he's, like, one by one erasing, like, every memory where she's, like, we kissed, we had sex, we kissed, we had sex, we kissed, we kissed, he kissed me. It's, like, yeah, girl, that's not the moment you fell in love with him. Like, we know. We know. That's, like, that's not it. Like, there's something else you're not telling us. You're hiding something in this clip package. (laughs) The scene pack from YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) The Delena scene pack, HD. Yep. 1080p. (laughs) Oh fuck! Uh, no okay. logo. <laughs> Back with Bayman in the little pocket dimension. The best plot ever. Um, Bonnie's complaining about the crossword puzzle because every day for two months she's done this stupid fucking crossword puzzle, and she still can't figure out twenty-seven across. Old tongue twister. Eddie turned top forty. Um, and also, as soon as Damon puts the pancakes down in front of her, she's like, "Also, I fucking hate pancakes." Yeah. I, she's losing. She's losing it. She's going insane. Like I can't even. Like I would be going insane if I was stuck with Damon Salvatore. I would spend some time by myself. Yeah, but I feel like Damon's trying to like make the best out of this situation. Like he he's is trying to stay. He's trying to stay grounded. Like he's trying not to lose it himself. He's like, we're not dead, so that's a plus. But he's also like. We've been trying and failing for two months for you to get your shit together, which yeah is just rude for what, King? For what? Bonnie doesn't have magic, you rude ass. 
At least Bonnie's not stuck in the same outfit this <laughs> this time around. True. She can wear something else. I bet that was on like Kat's prerequisites for coming back for season six. Need different outfits. <laughs> I in will every not... scene. <laughs> exactly. I fucking will not stay in the same cardigan tank top combo. Get me out of an this. Outfit, an, an outfit and a wig change every season. Every episode. They uh, go, they like argue back and forth. And then Bonnie suddenly stops and like hears something. Damon doesn't hear it, but Bonnie's like, I swear I heard something. Did she though? Uh, And then she's like, you know what? You think we're trapped in your hell? I have to spend every day on repeat with the person I like least in this earth. Maybe we're trapped in my hell. And then she grabs her teddy bear and storms out. (laughs) I love it. So true, Queen. Grab your emotional support stuffed animal. And just get the fuck out. He doesn't support you. He doesn't love you. Like, get his <laughs> Girl, ass. Girl, dump him. Dump him. Dump him. They're not even dating. The world's most awkward dinner table, dinner conversation continues. Um, And <laughs> Caroline is like, you know, it's weird that you've been living here for two months because everybody thought you were living somewhere else and that your job was in investigative work and not auto repair. And Stefan's like, you know, well, I moved on from that job. And Karen's like, you can't move on from investigative work until you've solved the investigation, Stefan. And then um, Enzo grabs his fork and stabs Stefan's hand into the table. Ivy screams and Caroline spits out her wine. She's like, God fucking damn it, Enzo. And I do. Not at the dinner table. I don't ship Caroline and Enzo like a lot of people do. And like, I think they're trying to make you ship. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do think they are a very fun combination of like partners to go out on these little quests. They yes, balance each I other out them. really well. They do. They really, really do. I love and, it. Like I don't ship them, but I love the, um, yeah. They're a good dynamic. I'm, like Michael yeah, and Candace are just, just have a good dynamic and it just I works. It. it does. It works beautifully. Caroline compels Ivy to forget everything and head back upstairs. And then um, she's like, so I can't make a scene, but you can, Enzo? Anyway, I think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Enzo and Stefan fight a little bit. Uh, they um, they fight. Stefan snaps his neck. Which, iconic. Iconic. The next scene, <laughs> also iconic. Um, so Caroline is sitting on the steps with her cell phone in hand. Uh, while the boys are fighting. And Alaric calls her. Uh, and Alaric's like, I'm trying to get Elena to figure out when she first fell in love with Damon, but she can't seem to get there. Um, and then Karen's like, yeah, but that's because she doesn't want to admit what everybody already knows. And uh, Caroline <laughs> continues that she fell in, da- in love with Damon while she was still with Stefan. Uh, and behind Caroline, the stairs creak, and you see Stefan. He looks at his feet um, as uh, they talk. Um, yeah. And Oof. Caroline's like, oh, shit. Rip She's to like, God. my boy Stefan. 
I know. She unintentionally hurt his feelings. She didn't mean to hurt him with that. And to be fair, it's not something, again, this is something that everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like, she is just the emotional core of the group. And, like, this is not her fault that this hurt Stefan. It's unfortunate that he heard it. And it sucks Mm -hmm. that it happened for him. But it's also, like, not Caroline's fault that he's upset in this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I see some, I I was looking, I took a little glimpse on Tumblr today. And I sorted (laughs) by, I sorted the Vampire Diaries tag and I was like, or I was like, I sorted the Caroline tag by, like, top post of all time. And one of the posts yeah. was like, I can't believe how rude Caroline is in this moment to Stefan. And I was like, no, justice for Caroline. Ten she, years later, justice rude. for my bitch. She was just she, not her fault. She's just stating facts. She, Sorry they're true. She was. And it's true. It was while she, Elena was in love with Stefan. She doesn't want to admit that because she doesn't want to, because Elena doesn't want to feel like she broke Stefan's heart. Like, she doesn't want to be like, like, she doesn't want to admit that because she doesn't want to hurt anybody, aside from Damon. <laughs> but he's dead, so who cares? In her mind. Exactly. And, like, justice for my bitch. Caroline did nothing wrong ever, actually. Exactly. Steph and Caroline have this awkward, like, stare off. Um, Enzo is still temporarily dead, and Caroline's just sort of standing there, and Stefan is just, like, trying to pick up shit. <laughs> and, um,. Caroline's like, sorry, like, I'm sorry you heard what I said. And Stefan's like, you know, it's fine. And Caroline has this, like, really good speech. And um, you can really see how she is trying to... What's the word I'm looking for here? She's trying to bring Stefan back. back. Oh, yeah, that, that too. She's trying to, like, get him back on the fucking... Just to get him home. She's trying to get him to, like, snap out of this, like, apathetic state that he's in. And that's yeah. fair. Anyway, Stefan's like, you know, I had to move on. I spoke to every witch, every shaman, every psychic in 20 countries around the globe, and every lead was a dead end. And Caroline mentions the Gemini Coven lead. And Stefan's like, yeah, I looked into that, Caroline. There's nothing there. There's nothing we can do. You know, Damon and Bonnie are dead. I had to come to terms with that. And once I did, I had to start over. I couldn't just live my life with my old friends. I couldn't go near Mystic Falls or Elena or... And um, Caroline's like, or you couldn't go near me. And um, she has this moment where she's like, you know, I thought we were closer than that. I mean, you could hear in all those messages that I left. You couldn't hear that I was completely falling apart without you. And Stefan... Now, instead of looking down in shame, he's looking down in guilt. And she's like, because you never fucking listened to them. And she's like, all right, fine. Fuck it. Let me summarize them for you. You're a dick. And if you want him out of your house, you'll throw him out yourself. And she leaves. Girl. Girl. I love her so much. I, I love her so, so much. I love Caroline. Look. She, oh, it just was perfect. She's my like, best she, bitch. Oh, I love her. She just, oh, I, just, I literally have nothing again. Like, I have nothing to say. Like, it just was beautiful. Because And it's also the start of this Steriline stuff that we get. Like, oh, 
we are going to be fed. This is a feast. This is a little angst yeah. feast. And I'm so ready for it. Anyway, Alaric and Elena have this moment where they're like, the Delena clip show continues with um them in, what is it? I think 301. I think yep. that's when this the birthday. comes from. Um, yep, the birthday. Where... Damon gives her um, her birthday gift of that necklace from Stefan. Elena basically says that even though, um, you know, he loved me, he knew what that necklace meant to me and his and her feelings for Stefan. So he gave her the one thing that represented hope for me and his brother. I knew how much it hurt him, but he did it. And she was like, it was the most selfless he's ever been. Girl. Girl. I mean, I can see it. I bet it's like he took I, I her can feelings see into this account. being the most selfless that Damon ever was. However, I feel the need to point out that this is not like some martyr shit. This is just regular good person shit. You know what I mean? And that's what Elena wanted. She just wanted regular person shit. I guess. I just. This moment is very dramatic to me and it it is and i love makes me laugh i love what but then the next part oh it is so good i just oh anyway uh let's see alaric leans in compels her saying that damon never came into the room he never gave you the necklace the party was miserable but you spent the night at your house watching movies and eating popcorn with jeremy and then elena's brain immediately rewires that to that flashback to where Damon snaps Jeremy's neck a whole season before that. And Elena falls down next to her brother and looks up with hatred for him. And she's like, Jeremy, Damon killed Jeremy. He snapped his neck right in front of me. And then Alaric is like, Elena, who is Damon Salvatore? And she Uh. looks pissed. She's like, he's Stefan's brother. He's a monster. Then he died. I... The gag. This was awesome. I loved it. Oh, such a Nina Dobrev. Nina Dobrev. Like, the snap. Girl. Like, I just love how, like, that's what her brain rewired her to. Because that was the moment that Delana was supposed to end. Like, that was supposed to be the moment where it was never going to happen. So they literally just brought it back to like what they originally intended and guess what that's where delena ended that's what elena believes it's just so oh i loved it i I love that she they went back to that moment to remind the audience that like he killed jeremy too remember literally it's such a good reminder everybody's so weepy over damon it's such a good reminder to be like this dude fucking sucks yeah like this dude sucks nice like little punch in the face (laughs) exactly um caroline and elena chat on the phone okay and also caroline this uh, caroline crying during this no this hurts (laughs) like she her like her makeup is smeared she's practically wailing and then her phone buzzes and she picks it up and you can like see the mask come over her face and like the peppiness the fake peppiness come back to her voice and Elena's like, OMG, girl, come over, get some party clothes, come to Whitmore. Tyler's coming over and we are going out. And um, like 
Elena's like, you know, I had a good crying. I don't know. I just really feel like things are taking a turn for the better. So get your ass down here and let's have some fun. Uh, and Carolyn's like, Ugh. all right, yeah, sure. I'll be there. Love you. And, uh, and then she hangs up the phone and begins to cry again. And then uh, Enzo steps into the car. He is apparently alive again. And Caroline uh, uh, turns uh, to the uh, window um, so that he can't see her cry. <laughs> and Enzo is like, all right, well, that was a bit of a bust. And he like sits in silence for half a second. And then he realize he like hears sniffling and he um, like, he stops looking like annoyed and is more like concerned. And he like grabs her face, yeah. turns her over to him, sees that she's crying. And then he's like, all right, I'll be right back. And then he like gets out of the car and it's so yes! funny. Cause you're like, yes, yes so true. King respect women. He is Jews. a feminist. He is a feminist. He is the only he man on this show who is a feminist. man who have wronged you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he listens to Taylor Swift. This man is a feminist. He will kill John Mayer. <laughs> Back in the house, Ivan and I, Ivan, Jesus. That would be Stefan have- and Ivy's uh, ship name if it lasted for longer I than have- an episode. <laughs> Stivy. <laughs> I, so, um, they're like just chatting. There's a broken table that they're chatting about. And then um, Stefan. Uh, goes to throw some parts of the table out and when he comes back he sees that Enzo has Ivy by her neck in both of his hands and Stefan's like okay we'll let go and Enzo's like alright he snaps her neck she falls to the ground and um, Enzo's like you know I've got a girl out there crying over you because she cares so much and I'm out here trying to figure out why, because I can't seem to see what's worth caring about. You know, Damon once told me that he promised you an eternity of misery. And I remember thinking, well, what could his brother have ever done to inspire so much hatred? But now I get it. You're not a brother to him. Brothers don't give up. So every time I see you doing anything that looks like you've done so, every time you try and start over in a life that's nothing but a lie, I will make you pay. And I will bring... I will be the one to bring you the misery you deserve. And then Stefan tries to super speed towards Enzo, but he's, but Enzo snaps Stefan's neck and he falls to the ground and he says, see, we're all still neck people. And then he just walks out the door. <laughs> I, I forgot about this. Like I knew Enzo killed Ivy. Like I knew that happened. Yeah. But like it just, oh my fucking God. I, that was amazing <laughs> it just is so good it's just such like, a I good have... because this is the start where like because this is like when they made Enzo like a main character and I was like what are they even gonna do with Enzo like he's not even that good of a character I wish I could go back in time and slap myself <laughs> he's so good and like you're going to appreciate Enzo now because <laughs> he is so a great good. character that they created I just love Enzo. He's just so. He's like the Damon Salvatore that we want. Exactly. He's. Yeah. He's what they wanted. He's the Damon Salvatore. He went to therapy. Like the thing is like he's. 
he is an asshole, yes. But also, I yeah. don't think he's, like, a bad person. Which is weird to, like, be like, there's a difference between this man being an asshole and this man being a bad person. And it's that I think he's a yeah. he's a bit of a dick, but he's not a bad person. Whereas, like, fundamentally, yeah. I don't think Damon is a good person. Damon is an asshole and also not a great person. Where Enzo is yeah. an asshole, but not a bad person. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jeremy's on a balcony with his phone to his ear and he's calling somebody and the phone picks up and it's like Bonnie's voicemail. And Jeremy says like, Hey, I paid your cell bill again. Your mom said I could, I think she felt sorry for me or something. And like, ah, dude, it hurts. Teen angst. It hurts. That hurt. Cause that hit too close to home. That was so, yeah. Like, cause I did that because my, we didn't change my dad's voicemail like for like another year until after he died. Yeah. And I, one time I called it just to hear his voice and it just, ugh. yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. And it's just, ah, and the way that like <laughs> Jeremy's like, your mom said I could like, he's been like doing this for a while now. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, Matt comes up to him and he's like, Hey, Sarah's shady. The plates on her car are stolen. She's got to go. Uh, and Sarah appears behind him. And Matt's like, all right, look, no offense, but you got to go. And um, Jeremy's like, all right, fine. We can go stay at Stefan and Damon's. No one's there. Um, so he and Sarah head over to Stefan and Damon's. Um, not quite last scene. Second to last scene no. here is Matt yeah. chatting uh, next morning, chatting with um Matt on the phone, and Matt chatting with Matt on the phone. Girl, do you want to host this show? No. <laughs> <laughs> We tried. Then I, I failed hear, epically. And I better hear less lip from the fucking cheap seats then. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, the old guy. The old You're those old gay Muppets. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> He's trying to drown us. <laughs> what kind of act is this? An act of mercy. <laughs> Matt is talking with fucking trip on the phone. Thank you very much. Uh, and Matt's like, you know, Jeremy's a good kid. He's just going through shit. And uh, Tripp's like, yeah, I know about that. I grew up with his dad. He gives some line about how his parents divorced, but he was born and raised in Mystic Falls until that point. Um, he's one of the founding family members. And his real name is Thomas Vincent Fell Third, to be exact. Um, my dad called me Trip, and I was such a clumsy kid that I took my mom's maiden name when he bailed. Because Trip Fell is a really bad name. <laughs> it is. Although objectively really funny, actually. It is. Would you, if your name was Trip Fell and you got the opportunity to change it, would you? No, because I'd make a business out of it, I think. I. That's what I was also thinking. I'm like, man, you're... SEO is gonna be fucking off the charts. 
like, if I, like, saw that, like, resume come across my desk, I'd be like, ah, ha, ha. Anyway, um, Matt tries to, um, sort of, like, subtly ask if he knows about all of the other founding family stuff, too, like, the vampires and shit. Yeah. And Trip sort of, like, brushes him off, like, what, is there a secret handshake that, handshake that never got taught? Um, and then hangs up. And Trip opens the partition, separating his seat from the large, like, back part of this van. And inside are vampires struggling to break free of the chains that he's put on them. And he says, any final words? And he drives into Mystic Falls, and the young vampires begin to spit and choke on blood. And then he's unfazed, and then he clicks a button in the front seat, and the sun blazes into the back. And the vampires begin to burn and are set on fire, and they scream a lot as they're set on flames and then trip just uh shuts the partition between them smiles and turns up the music in his car fucked up love it love it though it's perfect it's perfect though um last scene this episode which i do so love very much <gasps> damon and Bonnie are sitting down for family dinner night. Even though they argued yeah. earlier today, they're like, fuck it, we're stuck together. I'm going to make some chili. Besties. Which is so good. They eat in silence for a while, and then Damon's like, hey, look who got 27 across. And Bonnie just laughs like, I wish. 27 across is a rock I'm pushing up an endless mountain. Bonnie really is Sisyphus. In the context of TVD, this bitch is Sisyphus for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, it's an old tongue twister. Eddie Chern top 40, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, yellow lead better. And he sits the newspaper down and Bonnie looks confused and she grabs it. And 27 across is filled in yellow lead better. And it doesn't look like her handwriting, which I think is a really good tip. Yeah. She looks up at Damon like, are you fucking with me? He's like, no, are you fucking with me? He's like, I, I didn't finish this. And Damon says, neither do I. And then Bonnie's like, then there's someone else here. Cut to credits. The uh, vampire uh, I remember th- the gag. The gag. Gag of the fucking century. It really was. You're just like, oh. <laughs> and it makes you think, who the hell else is in there? Who is it? Who Who's is at it? the door? <laughs> and how did it? they get to Mystic Falls? Fuck. I love this. I love this episode. It's such a too. good episode. I do too. It is a fun episode. And also just like such a good a well-paced episode, but it also, I think, continues to work on nearly all of the plot threads that they set up in the premiere, which I think is good. Yeah. You know, they're not just going to get all of these plot threads over in seven episodes and then move on to the next one like they did last season. Like, they're working on all of these, but these are big problems that take a while to untangle. So. Yeah, it felt like it was a, this was a two-parter season premiere. Like, it felt like this needed to be, like, a two-parter kind of thing. They couldn't do I everything. I actually don't... Like, I don't think it needed to be a two-parter, but I see I see what you mean. Because like I think felt, the premiere like, felt, stood like, yeah. so strongly on its own. Yeah. 
but it felt at the same time like this continued that and now we're getting into everything else. Here's the thing is we just haven't had a good episode of The Vampire Diaries in a while. So now we're yeah. like, fuck, <laughs> good episodes of The Vampire Diaries exist. Wow. Let's go. <laughs> Brian, scale of one Hi. to ten. What are you ranking this up? Hmm. Um. I'm gonna go nine. Nine? I'm gonna go nine. I think that's not fair. quite a ten. It's not. But a 10. I did thoroughly. It's not a ten, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. I didn't like the Delena clip show. <laughs> but. We know. Like, Nina Dobrev is such a good actor. She's so good. She is. That I think she almost makes this episode bearable for me. Really? I think... And then also, I love the Damon and Bonnie stuff. I I think they're so fun in this little pocket dimension. They are. Fuck it. You know what? I'm going to give this one a nine as well. Damn. Iconic. Strong start to the season. I gotta say, strong it start. It really is. It really is a strong start to the season, and I'm kind of excited for more. Obviously, like we know, but like... <laughs> we know that we're excited for more because this is our favorite late-game TVD season. Yeah. Who's the MVP this episode? Enzo. That's what I was also thinking. Feminism and Enzo kind of won this up, actually. I just think that scene in the car where he sees that, like, Caroline is crying. He's like, fuck. And just immediately gets out of the car. He's like, all right, I'm going to go bash some heads then. Like, just that immediate, like, all right, fine. Yeah. Let's fix it. Just is so funny to me. He's just so good. He is. I love him. Enzo. Justice for Enzo, because I feel like a lot of people don't like him. Yeah. And I don't care. That's your problem, not mine. I don't mine. care either. <laughs> I love this boy. Sure. You all can suffer. Alrighty. I think that's it for this up. Do you have any final thoughts, Brian? Um, we kind of took our little detours mid-episode, mid so I don't yeah. know if I have too much left over. I don't remember much, but great episode. Hmm. Great, ep- yeah. Honestly, I loved it. It was a fun time had by all. Alrighty, well that's it. If you want to join us right. in this fun time had by all again, you can head over on over to Patreon.com/slash/Afterbite. You can get episodes early and also some merch and stuff, merch discounts, and also uh, live streams every ish month ish. Uh, you can also head over to breakgroundmedia.com slash shop if you want a t-shirt or a hat. We have some really cute Vampire Hunting Academy t-shirts. Um, we have, uh, again, I stand by the dad hat. I'll stand by the dad hat till the day I fucking die. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at AfterbyPod. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Goodbye. Call your mom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Is that gonna be our outro? Like, fucking get out of here. Call Go your call mom. your mom. Like. <laughs>